Now transmitting the Mint Condition Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Minkinish Podcast. Wherever podcasts are heard, I am Scott the Bot Savage along with Suede Wade and Joe. The Joe Train. Yeah. Hop aboard. See, Scott, I told you I was gonna do that. Because I, I, I just I, I just want to let y'all know that the Joe Father be pimping Joe's nationwide. <laughs> Now, if you could do me a favor and roll a fatty for this pimp daddy, light that button up and say, pimping ain't easy. Say it. Pimping ain't, ain't easy. easy. Thank you. Sorry. Went into full. I, I, I was somehow possessed by the spirit of Charles Wright. He's the right guy for the, for the job. Yeah. I don't know why. I just... I love the voodoo that he do, I guess. Wow. But we'll, but well, we'll no, I'm a, a fan of the, the middle of that sentence. Well, then I just got to slap a comma on that. Yeah. You, you got to remember, I'm the one that likes the Papa Shango gimmick. Yeah. Hey, I like Papa Shango. I think it could have been. I think it could have been something. Uh, I think I, I found out recently he actually used to wrestle as, I think it was called, like, the Soul Taker. Yeah. Or I mean, something. I mean, Soul which Taker even, is true, yeah. Which is even pop- funnier because... It was a gimmick closer to The Undertaker, which he teamed with Undertaker before he became Undertaker. Yeah, and somebody told me that story. I think it was – somebody told that story. I think it was Stone Cold on, like, one of his podcasts or something. It was him and, like, Charles Wright was Soul Taker, and I think it was uh, Undertaker as Mean Mark Callis. It was like either it's, me or it's like or a or group or one or the other. Yeah. So but yeah. Does that, does that mean your name's Joe? Is that, does that mean your name Joe is Papa Shang Joe? He's the Joe Taker. Yeah, it's a soft <laughs> It's Papa Shanyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ultimate just... fighting Joe Sheen. Oh God, this podcast has totally just fell apart. Has it ever really been together, though, after all this time? He's under Joni Inc. <laughs> but yeah, so we have a lot to talk about, mostly movies. I have a lot, I have a lot of movies to talk about. I don't know if it, you, what you have. We haven't really discussed it, but like... I didn't really... I'll, I'm going to be real. I spent my entire week writing, uh, writing lyrics for our album, uh, Deep Crimson by Meteor King, coming soon to a... Uh, to a CD player or streaming service or a record player. To a cassette deck. Are we doing cassette? No, we're not, but you're like, to a CD player. Like, no one's a CD player anymore. Maybe put it on 8-track. Fuck it. But yeah, all I really focused on this week was that 
and beating Super Mario 64 100%, which I finally got to do for the first time ever oh in my, my God. life. I thought you were going to say, I was beating my meat. <laughs> That's all I thought you were going to say. If by beating my meat, you mean the meat is Super Mario 64 100%, then yes, Wade, I beat my meat furiously. I finally, it was so, it's so weird. It's one of those things that like, if you played Super Mario 64 back in the day, it was just like, it just seemed like everybody did it, but I never did. I like, Because as we discussed uh, last time, remember I said TikTok Clock was, pro- TikTok Fuck Clock, and uh, I think it was called like Rainbow Ride was the other one. The last two levels before you get to the final Bowser, um, those were like the levels that I thought were going to be the hardest. But I thought Rainbow Ride of the two was going to be the absolute hardest. Turns out it wasn't. It was TikTok Clock. Yeah. But I did figure out with TikTok Clock, for the most part, you can get all the stars. If you're good at the jumping, you can get all the stars without, um, without the, uh, by stopping time. I never knew that. Yeah, if you, so the key to TikTok Clock is wherever the big hand is, if it's in certain spots, it'll do different things. So like, I, th- I know the if it's on the 12, it freezes time. If it's I think it's if it's on the three, it slows down time. If it's on the the nine, it speeds up time. I don't know what six does. Six might not do anything, but I know like depending on where the hand is, that's what it does to the rest that's of the a, level. It's pretty like, innovative. I found that's, out, pretty, that's pretty innovative for a for a game from like 1995 or 1996, whenever that came out. No, I'm going to blow your fucking mind because I just learned about this. So, you know, the uh, you, you guys have played Super Mario 64, correct? Yeah. Okay, you know that very first water level when you get to the third level where it's got, like, the um, those little spider guys that, that uh, uh, swim in the water and you got to spin the little dials to make the water rise and fall? Yeah. Okay, I found out that the starting level of the water changes depending on what part of the painting you jump in. So if you jump in at the very bottom, there's a small amount of water. The higher you go, the more water. Because in order to get to the cannon, you have to jump at the top of the painting. Because if you do that, it'll make the water so high, it'll make it higher than you can possibly get it on your own. That's interesting. I know. I never fucking knew it. Because I'm like trying to figure out how to get this fucking cannon. Because you need it to shoot yourself into the cage to get to the eight red coins. And I'm just trying. And and all of a sudden, I'm just like, fuck it. I need to find a walkthrough. And somebody pointed this out. And I I never knew that. It blew my fucking mind. And then I did it. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is this is fucking real. Do they they indicate in the game at all that you have to do it that way? No, dude, they don't tell you about that. They don't tell you about TikTok. If they do, it's so cryptic. Like, it's probably something like when you talk to one of the toads, they'll tell you. But, like, it's so, if they do, it's so fucking cryptic, you wouldn't even know what they're doing. It's like, well, I'll say it's this. like Simon's Quest level shit. I'll say this Crash, the new Crash game is similar to that. They don't tell you how to get the color gems. You got the color gems aren't like you got to get them in specific levels. It's more. You do have to get them specific levels, but you have to do specific things, and they don't tell you. Like, one is, you have to play this level to get the Sapphire one. You have to play this level, and you cannot hit any boxes. At all. You have to clear the level at zero boxes. Hmm. <clears throat> so that means no checkpoints. The only checkpoint you can do is, like, 
do the bonus, do the bonus level, die, come back. Basically, checks points at the bonus level. Oh, okay. Um, but like, it's very fucking hard because you use one of the masks that basically, if you you have to turn off the mask immediately because you might break a box ball in accident. It's very hard. It took me at least an hour to do it. But you know, they don't tell you. You have to go online. Yeah. I hate that. I mean, I understand that you have to make a challenging, but like, how would I ever have figured that one out? Well, the thing that the the thing that bothers me about that one specifically, the uh, and the water level, is like, okay, like TikTok clock, like you could, it's one you could probably figure out on your own anyway. But on top of that, like you don't really need to be able to stop time, or whatever. But with that one, it's like you need to be able to, like, there's n- unless you glitch in, there's no way to get in that cage without the like- plan. I feel so like because they're one hundred percent the game if you don't know that. Well, because there's so many little, little toads giving you hints. I'm surprised there's not a toad in that fucking room. Well, there is a toad in the hallway, but he doesn't really tell you anything. He just reminds you about the hundred coin stars, which I'm sorry, by that point you should already know about them. Yeah, like as one as like he should be like, yeah, I hear that the water rises. Don't say you know if you're jumping the painting like at different times like. The, the water will rise he should be a little cryptic with it yeah and like but but and 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 the funny thing is is like it's not the only level that's like that because you know how like in the 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 island where everything's either big or small like if you go into one side one painting everything's small if you go to the other one everything's large that one's a little more obvious like if you don't if you can't figure that one out you're an idiot but like how the fuck are you supposed to know that like, oh, if you jump to the top of this one, the water is gonna overflow, and then you can get to the, you can get to the fucking, uh, cannon. Because that's the thing, you can't, you can't make the water as high as you need in level. So if you do the level and you're trying to figure out like how to raise the water high, you you're just wasting time at that point. Like if you don't start it can't, at the top, you're fucked. Can't you get that like, phasey hat? It, it's not in that level. Well, it uh, is in that level, but it's in the part that you need the cannon to get to. Oh, uh, okay. That's the pro. That's the problem. It's like there are like so many things that, in theory, could help you get there without the cannon, but they're all after you get fired out of the cannon. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of that in that game, though, where I'm just like, man, how did fucking like little ass kids figure out you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z? With, with no, because they don't tell you what to do with them. They're just like, this is the name of the star of the star you're get, trying to get. This is where the star is. Go from there. It's like, man, fuck you. Like there, like you could not get away with that shit nowadays. I mean, you could, because the internet. You could, but everyone would get pissed and just be like, it's fucking dumb. Well, you need to get those, there's those cheap, there's not cheats, like those tips and tricks. The Nintendo it's sold. Like, it's like um, uh, the the Sphinx the Sphinx game. Uh, what was it? Sphinx game? Yeah, the Sphinx and the Mummy. You know what I'm talking about? Hold on. Yes, yes. Oh, are you yeah, talking that, about like that thing that if you don't do, you cannot finish the game, and then you got to restart well, the that's, whole thing? Yeah, that's the game. But that's a that's a particular bug in the GameCube version. But that game is. Like when I played it, it's notorious for not having very many directions. 
Like, you just kind of get dropped in, and they're like, yeah, you got to figure it out, man. Like, yeah. And you're like, what am I doing? But it's like, but the thing is, is like, even if, even if a game is cryptic like that, I mean, nine times out of ten, they're not going to be like, okay, yeah, if you don't know this one little fact, you can't 100% the game. Like, that's the thing. Like, you cannot 100% Super Mario 64 if you don't know or don't accidentally figure out that trick with the water thing. You know what I mean? Because you needed to get two of the stars.
Hey everyone, this is the uh, the kind of second half. Well, it's not even a half. It's only three movies. Uh, the second part of the night stream reviews. Like I said, we reviewed some of them on the podcast, and I watched three more after we recorded the podcast. So here's a little bit more abridged. Uh, I'm not going to go into super much detail because I am frankly kind of tired after watching these movies. So I'm just going to go into them. The first one that I saw was Honeydew. Uh, it was directed, sorry, I'm still getting organized here. It was directed by Devin, Devru Melbourne. Um, yeah, uh, I don't have much to say about Honeydew. I didn't really like it. Um, honestly, I hate that. I don't want to be harsh on movies, frankly, but this one was just, uh, it, 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 the pacing is just so slow. Like it's nothing really happens till like an hour, a little over an hour in. Um, we get it, the house is creepy, and she's kind of weird, we get it, and also, I'm kind of done with Cannibal Hicks, I, you know, everyone talks about, they're done, done with zombies, I'm kind of done with the whole hillbilly cannibal thing, it's kind of done to death, uh, so, Honeydew was not a big fan of, uh, the next movie is Mandibles, directed by Quentin Dupieux. It's French. I must have butchered that name. But he, uh, I believe he's the director that did Rubber. And I remember liking Rubber. Because it was so weird. Um, yeah, Mandibles. It's these two burnout criminals. They're just... They're not even criminals. They're just scum. <laughs> and then they basically carjack a, a car. And they find that there's a giant fly in their trunk and they have the idea like oh we can get this to steal stuff it's a really hairbane hairbane uh plot and it works i think it's really fun uh someone i know said as bill and ted a french bill and ted which is very very apropos uh they do uh, like kind of have them handshake the toro uh, if you see the movie you'll understand it's fun it's ridiculous it's it's just silly it's just two guys Fly fishing. That's where you're supposed to laugh. Uh, but yeah, it's super fun. I had a good time with it. Um, one of the characters from... Uh, one of the actresses from Blue is the Warmest Colors in it. And she is... She has voice modulation problems. Uh, yeah, it's it's got also got a great ending. It's only 77 minutes. It was perfect. Time had a great ending. So, Mandibles. Definitely check out. And then the last movie I saw was Black Bear, directed by Lawrence Michael Levine, starring Audrey Plaza and Christopher Abbott. Um, basically, it's kind of... I, it's, I'm going to be real, it's hard to really explain the movie. I don't really want to explain the movie too much because I don't want to spoil the experience, but it's definitely one of the most unique, one of the more unique movies I've seen this year. Uh, as a, it's a change in the narrative, it's like a very weird narrative design, um, that makes me kind of want to watch it again and again to kind of get the puzzle together. It's very like good examples, like Mulholland Drive. It's not, you know, as weird and iconic as Mulholland Drive, but it's got like that whole weird narrative thing that Mulholland Drive does. Uh, I think Audrey, Al- oh, so Audrey, Aubrey Plaza, this is probably her best role I've seen her in, like most dramatic role. She really goes gun ho with this one, and it pretty much rules. Christopher Abbott, I kept on saying he looks like Jon Snow. Um, it's not him. 
but yeah, Black Bear, I would re definitely recommend Black Bear. And definitely recommend Mandibles. Don't really want to recommend Honeydew, but I do see some people like... I do see people actually like it, so maybe I, it's just not for me. Uh, for me, it's a honey don't. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to do the pun. Um, it's a little pitchy for me, dog, as the great Randy Jackson would say. Uh, that's it. Yeah, so that's my thoughts on, on the three fucking film festivals. I'm tired. And also, I was trying to keep up a fucking G1 Climax, which is fucking tough. Yeah. But we'll, um, I was going to say, we'll save G1 for next week because you've got G1. I've got the uh, Game Changer Wrestling's The Collective. So next week's going to be a very wrestling-heavy yes. episode. Yeah, so warning, if you're not a big wrestling fan, then don't watch next week's episode. Or do, you might become a bigger wrestling fan. Yeah, but if you don't watch it because you're not a wrestling fan, you're a piece fuck of you. shit. Fuck you, as Scott would say. Yeah, fuck you. Like... Like, cause like, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. It just seems like anybody who like doesn't like wrestling always has to be like a dick about it. I don't, I don't know. Mean, who I don't, don't mean, to be, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I mean to be disrespectful. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you have, like, if you ever told someone that wrestling's stupid cause it's fake, fuck you. Okay. Yeah. Like what? And you know what? You know what? Speak, speaking of the collective. So uh, on the first night, uh, there was this. It was actually a really fun match between Tom Lawler and uh, Ethan Page. But guess what? You know what Tom Lawler was? An MMA fighter. And you know what? He likes wrestling, and is actually doing very, pretty, pretty well in it. So like maybe MMA fans should like come off their fucking high horse and just you know accept the fact that like. Oh. Different. Oh. Uh, so moving on from wrestling, before we close the show, we have to mention we lost someone this week. We do. We lost uh, probably the most iconic guitarist ever. He Not broke probably. The, the most. I mean, when I, you think, look I, at, I think Rolling Stone has him as number one. I'm just saying, like, when you look at the modern guitar player, I mean, you can't have the modern guitar without Eddie Van Halen. You yeah, just so can't. We lost you Eddie know, Van Halen. Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page and Tony Iommi are known for... I would say they're they're more known for for their work in making metal what it is, but he's just known for he he him. It's just guitar in general. Yeah, like he broke the mold. He, he invented the mold. style. He invented a style of playing, not just a style of music, a style of playing. And it just seems like they do they've done every time. Like it's one of those things. He's one of those guitarists that like. When you hear every note he plays, it feels like it's purposeful. And the thing is, when he plays those notes, even live, it sounds perfect. If he does a pinch harmonic, it sounds like it's the perfect pinch harmonic, right? Uh, <clears throat> he was a master, a fucking – he's a titan. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at any – like, I, I highly recommend – looking up any live footage or any listening to any live album that isn't the most recent one. Right right uh, here, right now. Right here, right now. Halen, look up any live footage or past live albums, and you'll hear exactly what we're talking about. Because it's one thing to hear on the studio. Because, but, I mean, on the, in the studio, uh, Wade, you and I have learned, and Joe, I know you've recorded in the studio as well. You know, there's what's, what I like to call studio magic, you know? Cause you're trying to make it sound perfect, but when you but when it's live and there's no retakes, you just it's like if you fuck up, you fuck up, 
and you see what he does, it's a whole nother ballgame. That's why he's the fucking man. Yeah, and also a good example is 316 uh, from Right Here, Right Now live record. It does, he starts with 316, but then he does a whole guitar solo. Then when I remember, I vividly remember 13 years old watching and blowing my fucking mind. Like he does uh, like volume swells with the volume knob, and it just sounds like, oh my god, what the fuck is he doing? But yeah, he was a titan. But also, I want to say he was great at writing songs. It's right. More, it's more apparent with Van Hagar because he had Sammy Hagar to actually sing a melody. And not yeah, talk. I love David Lee Roth, but he wasn't a good singer. He was just good uh, at being Dave. Like but, his, uh, the, the song structure's also great piano player. Oh, yeah. Because everyone well, talks about guitar. But we have to talk about he's a great keyboardist. Right. But what I was going to say is uh, before we uh, before we end out and plugs and everything, I just want to ask real quick. Favorite Eddie Van Halen guitar? Like like his actual guitar? His physical guitars. I always liked the black and yellow Frankenstrat. Oh, the one from uh, Van Halen 2? Yes. I always liked yeah. that one. Joe? I like the black and yellow Frankenstrat too. Um but I like the first album way more. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the longest time, it was that guitar. But I rec- in the in recent years, there are two guitars, but only one of them I can put a name to. So that's what I'm gonna say. It's the Shark, his original uh, Ibanez Destroyer that he modified oh. with the uh, where he cut the he cut the body out and put the little the metal bars and everything. I just <clears throat> love that guitar. I think it's a great fucking look. The other one is. It's this. It's like a black guitar. It kind of looks like a, a Jackson Warrior, if y'all know what that looks like. It kind of reminds me of a Jackson Warrior, but it's black with white, like paisley looking shit on it, and it's got a headstock that kind of looks like a Dan Le- Electro guitar. Oh, okay. I can't tell you what it's called. I've been trying to find a picture of it since I heard his passing, and I can't put a. I can't uh, okay, so <clears throat> I have another question. Because I was going to say, in a few weeks, we're going to do... Because we were going to plan on doing a sound check eventually. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to do Van Halen. I think we're going to do all albums. Yeah. So we're, not gonna, we're not doing David Lee Roth specific. We're doing Sammy Hagar and Van Halen 3. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I think that'd be cool. Uh, but since that means I can't say what's your favorite album because we got to listen to them. What is your favorite Van Halen song? I say specific where Eddie Van Halen shines. Panama. Panama. When that when that comes on, that's one of those songs where when it comes on, I don't care if it comes on the radio. I don't care if I put on the record. I don't care what the situation is. When it comes on, that riff, those drums, everything about it just fucking hits. And it's just like, fuck yes. And if you're in the car, better, better yet, when you're in the car – and you're fucking driving on the highway. That's fucking highway shit right there. That's that's the one. Panama, without question. Joe? Um, I'm going to go classic, Running with the Devil. Um, Can't go you know, wrong. I mean, you could echo a lot of the same things you say about Panama. Um, the, the chord progression is iconic. You have, you know, that, that, that long intro... That you know gets you so hyped up, yeah. And then you know the solo, it's not like eruption or or any of the like super iconic solos, but it is great. 
and, and it just sets the tone so well for what you're about to hear for anything Van Halen. Running with the Devil is like, this is the table setter. Like, this is the appetizer. Here you go. Get ready. And I was going to say Unchained, but I'm going to say fucking Jump. I think Jump shows off his keyboard style, because if he does a keyboard main keyboard chords, but he does a keyboard solo is great. Uh, the parts where, like, you know, when you have your back to the record machine, when you have that guitar, guitar there. Also, the guitar solo is great. I think it's encapsulates Eddie Van Halen as a musician is Jump. Yes, and honestly, I really wish on the radio they would play it with 1984 as the intro. Kind of like in the video for um for Pretty Woman, how they used the they actually used the the instrumental track before it yeah for that video um i think when you combine 1984 with jump i think it makes it a total package yeah um no i i definitely agree my number two if i had to pick a number two would be though would be dreams oh no well, dreams, <clears throat> well i mostly said jump for like this the highlight eddie van halen but dreams i'm just gonna say it, it's the best written Van Halen song. No, it's it's it's, it's the great. best Van Halen song. Sorry. Oh. Fuck. And and it was used my, in Power Rangers. My my second pick would have been Pound Cake. Oh, that drill from, from Hagar. Yeah. yeah. That fucking drill is iconic. Also a great one because we're not gonna cover it on the uh, on the sound check in a few weeks. We're not gonna cover it because it's not on an album, but Humans Being. With the with the featuring the video with the iconic Michael Anthony Smith. If you want, if you want, if you want a good time, put on the video for Humans Being and just wait for that shot of Michael Anthony doing the full like 180 turn. Yeah, it is glorious. But like, like that's like the guitar work on that song is fantastic as well. Uh, I would say listen to the non-music video version for that because they cut a lot of solo out. <clears throat> it's it's also so basically you can only get on Van Halen the best the best of Van Halen the one with the black cover with the gold logo yeah, or the or or the Twister soundtrack because it's for Twister. But it's not we're not going to cover it on soundtrack, so I had to highlight Humans Being here. Because yeah, I had to mention album. the video because just that I'm sorry that turn needs to be seen by the world. Yes, uh, I'm just gonna I want to give you the time code of that music video right here. Zero forty one. There you go. So now you saw the Michael Anthony spin turn. It's epic. That face he makes is like yeah. I just spun around, bitch. Uh, it's just. I, I'm sorry, like, I just feel like rock and roll's missing shit like that nowadays. So what you're saying is, we need, in our music video, Scott, we need to have a, a, a dramatic turn. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, I'll do it. Or, or When we do music videos for this new record, I'll just... You know, um, I'm, you know, you can follow us on Instagram, Mickadish Productions, you can follow us on Twitter, Mickadish MCP, you can follow us on... Facebook, facebook.com slash Make Productions. But yeah, for our music videos, you know, for our new record coming out, you can keep updates on that by following our band, which Scott has, ironically, has all the information for. That's right. Uh, we're at uh, we're on Bandcamp, meteorking.bandcamp.com. You can find links to all of our social media. We're on Facebook. 
We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation. You can find links to all that, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Uh, on our Bandcamp, you can also get digital copies of our music. You can get CD copies of our music as well. You can get T-shirts, you can get patches, you can get pens. Uh, it's all available there to order. And uh, on social media, you get updates on shows, album release, all, all kinds of stuff. You'll get more news there up to date than you will on the podcast in reference to Media King. So make sure to do that. Joe, what else is is there? Uh, we have a YouTube page at youtube.com slash mintconditionproductions. Uh, just get head there and you can get all of your video mint condition output. Um, we are also on Vimeo at vimeo.com slash mintconditionproductions where we have our shorts. But if you want everything, you got to go to the YouTube, you got to hit subscribe. You get all the videos, you get the Criterion Connections, you get B-Movie Dens, you get the shorts, and any other uh, video output we put up, it's going to be there. So definitely check it out and share it with your friends. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time, R-I-P-E-V-H. Uh, so until then, I'm Scott the Bot Savage along with... Sorry, Wade. And... Joe. You might as well, Joe! Joe! Reminding you, as always, to keep it clean. Keep it sweet. But most importantly, you gotta keep it. Keep it. Mint. 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 Mint.